This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. It is time now to turn our attention to some of the stories, uh, headlines, in fact, from around the region. And helping me out this morning is Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for The Straits Times. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Elliot. How are you doing? Not too bad, sir. I hope you're doing uh, good yourself. I'm doing good. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a look at some of these headlines. And I want to start off in Indonesia, a story uh, that was out over the past few days. The legislators there pressing the government to tighten rules on domestic coal sales. Now, all this amid concern that miners will choose to pay fines instead of meeting a requirement to sell a quarter of their output to local power generators. Leslie, I'm curious about the background to this. And I think the larger question is, is it in enough to mitigate a bit of a domestic supply crisis that they faced last year? Well, um, you're right. I think they are taking precautions and the government is concerned. At this point, the supply for coal is pretty secure. You know, the coal inventory for the state power utility PLN or Prusan District Nikara is above the 4.5 million uh, level. Supplies are declining but, you know, as because power of demand is rising, but company officials believe that, you know, they are still in a good position. The government is just taking precautions. You know, I think that, you know, they might actually think that uh, they will make these fines stiffer, you know, mm-hmm. to make sure that these companies actually, you know, uh, abide by that 25% quota for output onshore. So this is a moving story, and I think uh, lawmakers, I'm sure, are going to be watching the, you know, the how comfortable PLN will be in its uh, supply of coal before moving to, you know, take some action like, you know, raising the swines. Mm. Do you think it's significant enough to play a part to the G20 uh, summit that's happening in Bali, especially on the on the whole uh, climate change front? I mean, we saw how you know in South Korea they had uh, roads and subways submerged because of uh, the weather there, the rain there, torrential rain. In fact, do you think this is you know in the background worth discussing there? Well, you know, the thing is, I think clearly this will be an issue, but okay. you know, there is no running away from coal being one of the major biggest thermal power exporter mm, mm, mm. and you know and, and it's, i mean indonesian power demands are dictated by coal so that is that situation is not going to change i'm okay. sure there will be debates on this but its situation is not going to change that's um, reality on the ground uh let's turn our attention to malaysia this one caught my attention the finance minister tengu zafrul aziz denying that budget 2023 will be brought forward to allow parliament to be dissolved earlier so apparently uh, there is speculation over whether malaysians will go to the polls by november now you and i have spoken about politics there quite a number of times and the frustration that malaysians are going through i mean is there any truth to these rumors what's the cause of it really you know like clearly the rumor mill has gone to overdrive especially after zafro announced that he was officially joining amno and uh, taking over the position prominent position of treasurer of the party okay. for the central Selangor state uh, rumors are that he will probably stand for in a state assembly seat and perhaps become Amno's main candidate 
should the party win uh, the coming state assembly elections when elections are held and be the candidate for the chief minister. So, you know, all of this is putting the, you know, the cart ahead of the horse, actually, you know. And, but I think that uh, clearly this is what um, has generated the speculation. But he's come out to deny it, saying that, you know, the budget will be tabled as planned on, in late October. But then again, should Ismail Sabri, the prime minister, decide to call for elections, he can call it well before the budget. So things are fluid and anything can happen, actually. Mm. Not discounting an earlier election before the uh, parliament being dissolved before the budget. Yeah, that's that's going to be quite interesting to deal with. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but Leslie, there's, there's also another uh, interesting story out of Malaysia. This one yesterday, their defense minister, Hisham Muhyiddin Hussein, saying locally built Navy ships are expected to be completed in the next year or two. So I did a bit of background and I understand that there were six vessels ordered by the Navy that were, deliver- were supposed to be delivered by this local contractor who was awarded the project in 2013. No open tender was called for that one but now uh, still no ships i mean what else do you know about the background and again does this play into the potential frustration with the government and early elections well you know and this is this is shaping up to be you know a fiasco actually and it's fast turning to one of the biggest scandals uh, to rock the government that is still struggling to cope with the, you know, aftershocks from the 1MDB debacle. Mm. So basically, uh, there's a bipartisan parliamentary oversight committee known as the Public House Committee. It revealed last week that not a single vessel had been completed or commissioned, despite the government paying out over seven, nearly 70% of the project cost, which is about 6.3 billion ringgit. That's roughly, and the whole project is worth 9.3 billion ringgit, which is around 3 billion Singapore dollars, huge amounts of money here. And here, um, a single ship hasn't been uh, delivered or commissioned at the same time when so much of money has gone up. So this is going to be, um, this really has turned the tables on UMNO in recent days. And it's really, it's a very interesting, and I think it's going to be a, it's a big story in the coming days because the tables appear to have turned. Here you have UMNO that, was keen to capitalize on the fissures in the opposition mm. and call for early elections. Yeah. But now the tables appear to have turned. The party itself finds itself on the back foot now. Mm. You know, all, many of its senior uh, leaders are implicated, including party president, uh, Zaid Hamidi, who was a defense minister when the contract was awarded. Uh, Tun Razak, who was premier, was also finance minister, uh, handing out these payments to the contractor, despite, you know, very little to show for them. So all of this is really putting Amno has put Amno on the back foot. Clearly, uh, there are two schools of thought. Will they call for elections or will they delay them? Some say that, you know, this is a small blip and Amno will still push ahead rather than early before this problem, this controversy becomes too hot to handle. Mm. So, or they could decide to delay. So, like I said, it's very fluid, you know, so yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Um, Leslie, just a final issue, and I want to turn to the Philippines, where their economy recovery momentum slowed in the second quarter. 
Obviously, high inflation is the issue there, but the government is saying they're confident this year's growth target remains achievable. Uh, Leslie, let's talk about the potential areas of growth and the challenges that the new administration is facing. I mean, the bright spot was supposed to be tourism. Problem is, uh, revenge travel may start to become cautious soon. Well, you know, that is true. But, you know, despite these numbers, uh, the Philippine economy is actually looking fairly robust. Okay. They can handle, according to economists, the economy can handle uh, rate increases to combat inflation. But, you know, despite this uh, slowdown, it is easily one of uh, the fastest growing economies in, in Asia today. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So some good signs there. And I think uh, we're probably going to see uh, the new uh, president, uh, Marcos Jr., actually taking more kind of, um, you know, I think he will be more cautious as he proceeds to the economy. Okay. Wanting to have this um, this momentum that he's built since winning behind him. So I think we're going to have some cautious management of the economy. Um, no big surprises, but you know, here you've got uh, the Philippines moving very steadily, actually, in the towards the end of the year. All right. Been speaking with Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for the Straits Times. Leslie, as always, appreciate your time. You take care. And have a great day ahead. Yeah. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.